Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and to episode 67. Yes, that's right. I've got a hang of the numbers now. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode. And today I've been very fortunate again to have another new guest on the podcast uh, and kind of a continuation of the, I guess, like summer discussions and guests with, I don't know. Um, so it's really cool to have another new guest onto the podcast. And today that is Rihanna, um, someone that I've met at a blogger meetup. Uh, so it was really, really cool to meet Rihanna, I think last year, like the, towards the end of last year, or was it the, I don't know, a little while ago. Um, so it's really cool to meet her and to kind of find out a little bit about the person that I'd kind of interacted with a little bit online beforehand. Um, but it's really cool to sit down and have a little bit more of a chat uh, with her and find out a little bit about how she got into blogging, um, how it's developed for her, um, but also how that's related to some of the mental health challenges and uh, accomplishments that she has had as well. So again, thank you guys for listening in. Uh, if you would like to come onto the podcast yourself in the future, maybe, uh, you can always get in contact through the website, which is mikesopenjournal.com, uh, and there's email links and social media links and all that sort of stuff on there. There's also all of the previous podcast episodes that are available to listen to as well, which uh, are obviously available on iTunes and Acast um, if you are listening to them in some other way. Um, And if you are, please do um, subscribe so you get all of the new episodes straight to whatever device you're listening into. Uh, And if you would like to, um, please do go and have a look at the website. Uh, I do also blogs, there's loads of stuff there as well, and there is the occasional vlog as well. So again, you guys have come to listen to Rihanna have a chat and to talk, so I'm going to drop you straight in to that conversation. The first time, I can't remember how much we'd really spoken before, I think the first time I met you was the like the Manchester meetup, wasn't it? Last it was, yeah. Year. yeah. Um, I, had, I, I don't really know, like I know I knew you, but I don't know if we'd spoken before then. I was thinking the exact same thing the other day, actually, um, because someone was asking me, like, whose podcast I was going on, and I was like, oh, it's Mike. Yeah. And they're like, how do you know him? I was like, well... I don't really know. Twitter, <laughs> I kind of don't, I guess, but I don't, I don't really know. No, I um, can't remember. Cause like, yeah. I, yeah, I remember knowing you. I remember thinking I want to go and talk to her, but I can't really remember if it was, like, me thinking, what. I'm going to seek her out (laughs) or if it was just like we'd already spoken and I was like oh I want to meet her because we've spoken um yeah I really can't remember um but there was so many people I think that was like my first meet up so I think everyone was like it's the first time you meet people and there were some people I knew fairly well and then people I had never ever spoken to um so it's quite a cool one for that like I don't know what you thought of the event I loved it. Um, I mean, I'm really, really close to Rachel who ran it. She's Mm. one of my very, very good friends. Um, And so I kind of partly came as like, not as like a favour to her because that's kind of insulting, but it it was, it was partly a bit of a, oh, fab, I'll come. That'll be great. It'll be so much fun. Um, Even though it was technically like a mental health meet for people who talk a lot about it. Whereas as much as I do talk about it, it's not like my main niche. Um, but when I did go, I, I really enjoyed it. And like mm. half the people there, I had no idea who they were. Mm. And I came away like and now I talk to them quite a lot on Twitter and that. So it was it was really nice from that aspect as well. Yeah. And it was a nice setup as well, wasn't it? Being upstairs and having loads of space. Yeah, it was really chill. Um, like yeah, it was nice. Like I've done events since where it's kind of like a, you just come along and sort of chill out wherever you are and really relax and it's really nice and it's kind of similar to that but just having your own space was actually really nice because I think there was I don't know was there about 20 of us so it was quite nice to have a bit of space to be able to sort of jump up and move around the table and speak to people because there there just was so many people there yeah it was lovely I I really liked it she did a fab job it was awesome and I'm looking forward to hopefully getting back up to Manchester soon for another one which will be be good (laughs) yes oh I loved I stayed in a hostel it was like a two minute walk away it was it was amazing (laughs) it's like no no travel involved at all um so how did you kind of get into blogging how did your journey start well to be honest (laughs) people ask me this question (laughs) and I swear to god I give a different story every single time because that makes it exclusive (laughs) (laughs) I almost can't even 
couldn't remember. It was really weird. But, but I was on a work placement because of the degree that I did. I did a design degree. Um, and we did a year out in work um, and then went back to uni for a year after that. Um, so whilst I was on my work placement, I was I, I was just, just on um, anti-anxiety meds. I'd just been diagnosed and just been put on medication. Um, and I was really, really quite stressed at work and it was all a bit crazy um and i needed something to like fill my evenings and because i'd just started on the anti-anxiety medication i started to really get my life together um so i started going to the gym and i started really really falling for exercise that has since disappeared from my life (laughs) (laughs) but i went through this phase of really loving going to the gym and, and it was fab and i don't know why i'm not at that point anymore but there we go um so i actually started um like a fitness and health tumblr page and i loved oh. it it was great fun it was fantastic um and because of that i then i then wanted to sort of take it that step further um and joe my other half actually suggested that i, I do a proper blog which mm. you know is great um i then i read blogs and watched youtube for bloody years i just it's mm. never even occurred to me to start one it was like that sort of thing where people do it but i'd, I'd never thought oh i could do that it's not that I thought I couldn't. It's that I literally never even twigged that I could. Um, so I, I started it, and I thought it would be like another project that mm. lasted about two weeks, and then I'd just quit. But three years later, I'm still doing it. So. Oh, that's awesome. It's really interesting when you hear the like the different stories of how people get into it, because there's so many different reasons and situations and thought processes and stuff that go into it. And it's yeah it's one of those interesting ones because it's something that some people make into a career but some people do for a hobby and some people do for something else and um there's so many different stories where i think a lot of the time kind of career and profession wise you'd get similar like oh this is what i wanted to do i trained for it or i did this job and actually really like that aspect of it and it's yeah it's not many you don't i don't think i've ever spoken to anyone that was like I wanted to write a book or I wanted to be a journalist and so yeah blogging <laughs> it's always like from something exactly. else and that's I think that's really interesting to to kind of hear and gives a cool insight into like how I guess diverse the blogging world can be as well I love hearing how people started the blogs like you say it's always so different and mm. it's just great and when I started like I just thought I'd be writing about lipsticks and and you know it doesn't ever <laughs> even assume that it could be like a money maker or anything i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know mm. people did it full time i needed it on youtube mm. but i never really twigged that people could make an income from the blog um so that's been a really interesting path for me because after about six months to a year i was like oh my god i can actually make money out of this and that's when i started thinking maybe i want to actually eventually do this full time mm. but I mean, I'm not there yet, but hopefully in the future. <laughs> it's good to have those aims and aspirations. Absolutely. So how, when did it kind of change from that? I guess like at the start being like that hobby and that extra thing that you're doing. I don't know. When was that? Was that alongside studying or part-time work? Yeah. So I originally started, like I said, when I was on, on work placement, it kind of took mm. up my evenings. And then I went, I went back to uni for my final year after my placement year. Um, <laughs> because I'd been blogging for about a year at the time at that point I was just like oh shit I I don't want to do design anymore <laughs> oh, no. oh no I'm doing a degree in this and I don't want to do it anymore bugger <laughs> so, blogging ruined your degree <laughs> yeah exactly. that was it that was it so I was just at uni hating final year plodding through my dissertation like I don't even want to do this anymore and it just I never would have thought I would want to do something that involves writing because I, I personally have never thought of myself as a very strong writer. I always struggled with it. Um, so when I started blogging, I could almost I could do it in my own words and my tone of voice, and it was just so much fun because I'd only ever had experience with hating essays and hating dissertations mm. and hating writing. <laughs> so like it, it sort of came from that. And then after uni... Um, I went on to do a, a job in design where I did my placement and I just ended up quitting because I hated it so much and <laughs> just yes and now I do social media and, and content marketing off of the back of my blog basically <laughs> which just 
if you'd have told me that three years ago, I'd have just laughed in your face. Like, <laughs> sometimes I think, I don't know that this is really your situation, but it is interesting. I think sometimes the, like the extra stuff you do around your uni kind of qualifications and study, um, that people pick up like those experiences, whether that's like a work placement or taking part in a club or a society or activity. And that actually leads then off to a kind of an offshoot career, which is similar, but I feel like it's kind of a separate thing to your study. But it is interesting sometimes how that one little thing inspires like a whole kind of thought process over what people actually want to do rather than, oh, I'm doing this, I'm interested in it in history, for example. So let's go and work in that field. It's like, actually, I'm really interested in this. This is what I've studied in. But now I've found this other thing and that's really, really cool. So I'm going to go and do that as a job because that's what I want to do and spend my time doing. Yeah, no, I completely agree, actually. It's really interesting. Like, I always think to myself, especially since my degree is now no longer remotely related to my career, um, I often think, like, damn it, I wish I'd just never gone to uni because now I just spent two years in my overdraft and I've got massive student debt and blah, blah, blah. But when I think about it, like, would I have started blogging if I didn't go to uni because it was whilst I was on the work placement? And if I'd have been in a full-time job straight after sixth form, would I have even thought about doing a blog or anything like that? And then Mm. would I have got into social media? Because technically it was my design job that got me my social media job. So it's like, (laughs) you kind of wish that something didn't happen. I feel like I've kind of got to remember that everything kind of happened in a certain way. Yeah. I always wonder if that was actually for a reason, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, like, I feel like there's stuff that I've taken that is in no way kind of relates to that, qualification that I gained and but the kind of the skill set that you pick up along the way like the confidence in doing certain things like before I went to uni like I would never have wanted to stand up and talk in front of more than like two people um and then through like the activities that we did sometimes you'd have to stand and talk in front of other people um and we were I guess we had like one assessment on that but actually like in terms of that being a skill and thinking actually this is something I quite enjoy like I'm still shit scared when I do it (laughs) (laughs) and I sweat a lot (laughs) but actually it's something that's like it's it's really fulfilling when you've done it Um, and it's a really cool activity to do and that's something that I would never necessarily want to do as a job but it's something I found I kind of really enjoy kind of standing in front of people and talking about different things or leading that conversation. Whereas that is no way something I would have wanted to do, have been interested in doing or anything like that before uni. And I would argue that it's not really massively part of my degree in any way possible because it was all about kind of setting up and organising stuff. Um, Mm. So standing and talking isn't really part of that in my mind, but it's kind of that offshoot and um, like I really enjoy working with young people as well. And again, it's not, really part of my degree but because of like part-time work and stuff that I did alongside that um I found that out whereas like you say if you're not studying would you have had that work placement or that part-time job and um yeah you never know do you it's funny how you kind of pick up things and how you end up where you are Honestly, I feel like some people think I'm, like, super nutty sometimes. But actually, I am a real firm believer in, like, set paths. Mm. And I don't I don't necessarily believe in fate as such. I, I do think that people have free will. Um, but I'm very much a strong believer in whatever decision you make then sends you down a different path. Mm. Um, do you watch Community? No. I, yeah. think it, I think it's one of those programs, like, I've watched half of... And I was like, no, I can't. I'm not getting into it. Um, I just, I didn't buy into it. It's like Twin Peaks, right? Someone recommended Twin Peaks to me. I've watched half an episode and I was like, no, do you know what? It's not happening. Actually, I gave it, I gave that a full episode. And I was like, I'm not invested in this. It's not happening. I really don't care. They can all die. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's fair enough. Like what I was going to say. Yeah, okay, sorry. You won't understand it now. But there's an episode where um, they're playing, they're all, all in someone's apartment and the doorbell rings for the takeaway. And to decide who goes, they uh, throw a dice up in the air and whatever number lands on, the person goes. Yeah. So the episode is then set around what would happen 
should the dice land on every single person, like the different timelines that creates. Yeah. And it's actually a really funny episode. And that's the best way that I can describe what I mean. Oh, um, yeah. But if you haven't seen it, you won't get it. So never mind. No, I, I, <laughs> I get the analogy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, you can sit there and think about it quite a lot, can't you? And um, yeah. like you say, I think I believe definitely that there is like free will and you've got choice and... But there is an element of, to a large extent, um, the decision that you make, you've already made sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't, I feel like I've heard that in programs or films somewhere. It's like, yeah, you can pick and choose and you do have free choice. But in reality, like 90% of your mind is already made up. Yeah. Um, well, I can't, we've deteriorated quite a long way from whatever we were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> That was good, that was good. <laughs> um, so pulling us drastically back. Um, so as your as your blog's kind of grown over time, um, when do you feel like, because I would consider you um, like quite a large blogger now in terms of like the coverage and the reach that you have. Um, <laughs> how do you feel or do you feel like a, a lot has changed since you were doing it as kind of something that's fun and alongside other things um, to kind of the stage you're at now where it's quite a big part of, uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm imposing it on you. Like it's a big part <laughs> of your life now, I guess, rather than a hobby. It, it At the moment, especially, it is literally like a second job for me. Mm. <laughs> it's, quite, it, it, it's nothing like I would have ever predicted. Um, like, I always find it really, really strange. I, I think I sort of push back how much of a big thing in my life it is um, to people. So that, like you saying that you'd consider me quite a big blogger, that just makes me kind of go, oh, really? What? Me? <laughs> really? <laughs> but, um, technically, I guess, yes. But I just, I don't see myself like that at all. Hmm. And I'm not sure I ever will. Um, I think because as a as a person, I'm quite down to earth and I'm quite I don't I don't really care. So when someone says to me, like, for instance, someone tweeted me the other day saying that I'd followed them on Instagram and they were fangirling. And I was literally sat there on the brink of tears, like, oh, my God, someone <laughs> likes me this much. What the hell? <laughs> it was just mental. But, um, yeah, it's it's. I would have never expected it to get to be such a huge part of my life. I always saw it being a hobby, but um, it is like a second job for me at the moment. And it's taught me so many skills. Like, I know how to fill out a tax return now. Mm. Don't want to brag. But, That's you know, a pretty cool skill. <laughs> I can look after my money. And I can do grown-up things. <laughs> but, um, I mean, in terms of skills, it's only useful once a year. But <laughs> well, Shush, Mike. <laughs> It's, it's really interesting the the path that I've taken from it because like I said I just wouldn't have ever predicted it and I am hoping and, and working quite hard that this time next year it will be my main source of income and I will be able to start thinking about taking my um, nine to five at least part-time hmm. um, but I, I'm a very anxious person and money is one of my main sources of anxiety so hmm. the idea of not having a stable income just sends me into an absolute frenzy <laughs> so I will have to be making quite a sizable amount of money before I ever think about actually <laughs> leaving a job for my blog. <laughs> I but, think yeah. it's it's that big step, isn't it, sometimes? Because I've heard um, people that are, I guess, kind of leading in their individual fields, whether they're talking about beauty or fashion or fitness, and um, they're doing it alongside a full-time job, and you realise that actually there's kind of a majority of people are doing that, um, mm. and that that jump is such a big jump to start to go actually it's not just this gives me some money like this is enough money to kind of get me started and to be part of my actual career alongside something else and then gradually drop that down so say you work five days now and then you go to three or four days and then you drop down to two days and then you're like actually I now earn enough from blogging vlogging podcasting whatever to actually say no this is this is what I do I don't I don't need the other stuff now 
I hope to get to that point. And that would definitely be how I go about it. It would be a very, 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 very gradual move. Mm. Um, but it will be, it will be fun. And like <laughs> my other half is always just like, but you're not, you're not just going to like quit your job and do blogging. Are you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do that. And he's like, because like, I believe in you, but also like, don't do that. <laughs> because what if it goes wrong? And I'm yeah. like, yes, I know. It's like, so, I believe in you, but I like electricity. <laughs> that's exactly it but so i think i'd always do the like i'd need a good few extra side hustles i'd need like some freelancing work on the side and stuff like that yeah more for my own sanity than anything (laughs) i think that's a very balanced approach to it though because as much as you hear some inspired stories of people saying oh i just left and now i do this and i'm like yeah great and that's why i'm hearing from you because it's worked out where are the like 20, 50, 100 people that also did this and are now homeless? Oh, I'm not hearing from them, am I? Because <laughs> I think it's that balance of conversation, not to put fear in you, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's that balance of conversation sometimes. And I think it's really nice. It's really good to hear those positive stories. And it definitely makes me feel more positive about blogging when you hear those success stories of other people that have said, um like oh i'm now part-time so i've dropped down to three days a week and you're like oh that's really cool because you can actually kind of enjoy going into work for three days a week because it's something away from um focusing on the blog or whatever all the time um and work in itself can be uh quite a cool place to kind of create content in your mind as well and come up with ideas for different things because it pushes you outside where you would be if it was just up to you um so I think there's definitely something to be said for staying in uh, some sort of workplace environment as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like sometimes on my lunch break, I'll just kind of go, oh, my God, a post idea. Quick, catch it. And mm. I'll just like <laughs> have to write it down. I'll quickly scribble something. So I'm like, right, this when you get home. Oh, my God. And I didn't like when I was on it, I was unemployed for, a, for six months earlier in the year because I was made redundant. Um, and for the first few months, it was great. I was like, I could I could do this. Like. <laughs> I could I could be unemployed and and just live off my boyfriend's money if he had enough and this would be great. I'd love to be a housewife. This is fab. But then I started to think in of holy crap, I have no money. Yeah. <laughs> and after that sank in, I just I had an absolute flat line with content. I was just like I couldn't think of anything. So I feel like that sort of being trapped inside constantly is just is not good for my creativity. So having a job as well does sort of, you know, it gets you out of the house, it gets your brain doing other things. And equally, I don't bring my work stress home with me because my blog stress is at home. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best things I found, though, is um, like I used to be really bad with um, work in that like I'd get home and I'd still have like I'd, you've got your emails and your calendar synced and everything like that to your phone. And um, I would probably almost I reckon most days I would do minimum of sort of half an hour or an hour extra maybe not an hour I reckon half an hour every day um just through looking at emails in the morning or when I get home from work um and having your own project like a blog or something like that has so shifted my mind to right you've you pay me for a certain amount of hours and I think I do a reasonable amount of work uh, and to a good standard in those hours Um, And I'm quite flexible with like if I run 15 minutes over here or there, that's not a problem. But actually, like I'm now not on your time. I'm now on my time because I run this other stuff and like the time that I need to um, create ideas, write posts or go and take pictures, especially in certain times of the year um, is really valuable to me. Um, And it just it it balances you out in a in a way that I think we struggle a lot of the time to do just if it's just our own time it's like oh it's only my time it's don't worry about it it's that kind of self-care side that we drop down on whereas when it's for something it makes a bit more difference I don't know if that kind of makes sense it absolutely makes sense and that's exactly what I meant when I said that like when I come home I have like blog stress to worry about yeah because for for example if you had two traditional jobs Mm. you wouldn't be on one job doing work for the other job so why is having a blog on the side of a job any different? Yeah. It's and it, it it's good because I still think about my blog when I'm at work work. Mm. Not enough for it to actually distract me from my work, but if I have an idea I'll jot it down on my phone or something like yeah. that. Um but when I'm then at home 
I don't I don't think about work unless there's something particularly busy or there's a mad deadline or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very separated and it, it kind of keeps my sanity in check, <laughs> which is which is great. Um, and because everyone at my job knows that I blog, mm. they all appreciate that as well. It's it's very they know that my time is not necessarily my time. It's my time for my blog. Yeah. So if I don't answer an email at eight o'clock at night, they're not going to be like, well, why didn't you get it? You get them on your phone. Yeah. Because they'll know that's my blog time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit more vicious now. I'm like, I don't, I don't sync it to my phone anymore, which gets me a bit unstuck sometimes during the day. Um, But I'm like, as soon as I'm at home, I, I don't need to, and I don't want to be, it sounds horrible. Contacted by you. No, I'm safe. <laughs> I'm not on work time. Don't talk yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can be quite. Yeah. Especially with students. Like um, this year, I had a couple that were really cool. Like they'd come and help with loads of stuff. And towards the end of the year, they were like, "Oh, is it almost time for you to not care?" Because they know as soon as it's four thirty, I'm like, nope, <laughs> "I don't care about you anymore. I'm off." <laughs> Not my problem now. Yeah. Oh, so much respect and mutual admiration for those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's interesting because you said kind of at the beginning you started off with um, like your blog being about kind of the gym, fitness, health, and stuff like that. And I, I know when I looked at your site earlier on, like there's so much on there, um, but fitness isn't really like a big thing. Like you've got loads of information about travel, fashion, beauty, like lifestyle. There's even some stuff around um, like health, but more directed, I guess, at mental health. Um, so it's weird that kind of the thing that got you started has almost become like the least involved thing in what you write as well. Yeah, it's, I do, I miss it. Um, I had, whilst I was on placement, that year was... I lost like two dress sizes. I was the healthiest I've ever been. It was, it was, I got really into running. I ran a 5k. It was amazing. Mm. And then I went back to uni and I just, because there was final year dissertation projects, it was so busy. I just, I didn't have time for that aspect of my life anymore. Mm. Um, and then when I finished uni and went into my first job, it was such a stressful time for me that I just, logically I should have got back into it because it's always been a massive stress relief for me. But I just didn't. And since then, I've kind of, I am, I have a gym membership and I go sometimes, but that is the extent of it. And I do actually really, really, really miss it. And because I went through such a massive phase of exercising and being healthy, um, I'm a real research nerd. Like, I like to know things. <laughs> so when I did that, I was, I like to think I'm quite knowledgeable about it all. Mm. But I just don't really talk about it because I don't really do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and I had a big issue with my knee about two months ago. So now I can't run anymore, which sucks. Oh. Because that's my favorite thing. And I'm having to cycle and I freaking hate cycling. Mm. <laughs> so now but- I just don't want to go because I can only do things I don't like. <laughs> sure. You could still yeah. do swimming, maybe. I can't. I can't do anything. It's Honestly, it's oh. a nightmare. Whilst I'm doing physio, I am limited to, in terms of cardio, I can do upper body stuff, but in terms of cardio, I can only cycle. That is literally the only thing I can do when I hate cycling. <laughs> yeah, not a big... I used to like it when I was younger, but yeah, not a big fan of cycling. Yeah, so I, I think that. that's another reason it's kind of dropped off my radar is just because I'm having so much trouble with my knee. I can't do it, so I can't talk about it. To be fair, though, if you had, like, fitness on your blog as well, you're literally missing parenting, and that would be it. (laughs) So leave some for other people, yeah? (laughs) You've got to draw the line somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like having a lifestyle blog, because I can just go, yeah, blog about this, that's my niche, whatever, I don't care. That's the best, (laughs) that is the best thing. Like, the amount of time I spent talking to people before this year and I was like I don't get it like what's lifestyle and they're like well it's like anything and I'd look around and I was like so lifestyle seems to be like beauty and fashion but then there's also people that write about beauty and fashion I was like I don't get it and every so often I think it's um like people include like the odd different post and I was like oh okay so like lifestyle is anything but then if you are only doing beauty and fashion oh okay okay but it was really hard to get my head around at first because I get like travel is travel fitness is fitness like fashion is fashion and the lo- whole lifestyle thing was just so confusing to me 
I get that. I really do get that. When people ask me what I blog about, especially people who don't know that I blog or mm. who I meet for the first time, and they're like, oh, so what do you blog about? I'm like, oh, God, that's the real question. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I say everything, <laughs> I literally mean everything. Yeah. And they're like, oh, so, but, but like, what do you blog about? And it's like, I've, everything. <laughs> I yeah. cannot food fashion beauty travel like you name it i've probably written a post on it definitely and people often can't really grasp that sometimes and i find it really interesting because um lifestyle is becoming such a thing mm. like so many people who i used to follow solely for beauty or solely for fashion or solely for food mm. are really starting to sort of branch out and do other things and i'm finding that quite interesting actually i think i i don't know i feel like my kind of view is it um is that there's a a possible change i don't know if there is um in that people are buying in more to individuals so it's not like i don't just generally want to know about beauty like i want to follow this person and i want to know what they think about whatever um and i think that feels like the way not just blogging but kind of i just like multimedia content is going um there does seem to be more of a push for, oh, I follow this person or this brand rather than I'm really interested in a particular uh, like genre of content. Um, and one of the ways I've kind of seen this in a, in a couple of different places is with a lot of the rebrands in the last year-ish where, um, I don't know if this is why you've done it, um, is a few people have moved over from like a generic title to actually their blog being their name. Mm. Um, and I feel like whether it's on purpose or not, that's part of like the idea is that people follow, uh, like in my mind, people that follow you are following you. They're not following like a fashion blogger or a beauty blogger or a travel blogger. It's like, I follow you um, and I follow all the stuff that you put out. I don't know if that makes mm. sense. It does. It absolutely does. And when I started blogging, and I, I say that like I did it ages ago, it wasn't even that long ago. It was just over three years. Mm. And some people have been blogging like eight, nine, ten years now. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm a baby. But when I started, it was different. Like like I said, I'm a real research nerd. So when I before I started blogging, I actually researched into a lot of stuff. I researched into SEO. I researched into... WordPress, WordPress versus Blogger mm. and whether I needed to get self-hosted or everything before I even started blogging. Um, and everywhere you looked, it was you need a niche, you need to talk about this, you need to be specific, you need to find a gap in the market, otherwise no one's going to follow you. Mm. And I kind of instantly thought, ah, CBA with that, screw that, I'll just blog about what I want to blog about because at the end of the day, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where my sort of quite personal very sort of me tone of voice came from so I've always had this like I'm blogging because this is what I would want to read type thing um and that automatically sort of then the the YouTube and the Instagram and that sort of thing all sort of came from that and I think because we're seeing such a rise in especially YouTube content um vlogs and weekly vlogs and and things like that it's it's more about the person than the content and mm like you say and i well i personally prefer that like i i don't like anything enough to follow a blog about that thing yeah like i i but i am a really i'm a nosy cow (laughs) (laughs) as soon as someone is blogging about their life i'm like hello Mm. and i think that's why i love to do it so much as well although also i'm I'm a chronic (laughs) oversharer It's funny how much we're prepared to share when it's like not you're not stood in front of that person as well, though, because when I think about some of the stuff that I've read from different people and even myself, like you sit there and you write it out and you think, oh, I don't really know if I want to share this. You mull over it for about five minutes and then share it. And then like when you're sat down talking to people, I just oh, I'm a bit I'm fine. If I know they've read it, then we can talk about it. But if I don't know if you've read it or not, I don't always bring it up. And I think, oh, it's that little bit where you're not sure. Um, but I suppose that kind of depends on the like the content of some of the posts as well, I guess, where that's applicable. So maybe that's different. I don't know. 
it's really interesting that you've said that because I've always been exactly the same and I've never really known anyone who's a, who's like that. Okay. <laughs> um, as an example, when I was diagnosed with anxiety, the only person that actually knew I'd gone to the doctors was Joe, my boyfriend, yeah. um, who actually pushed me to go. Okay. Uh, and I, I went, when I went to the doctors, um, I brought along like a list like I'd written out things that I wanted to talk about or things that I thought maybe weren't like normal awesome. um, you quotes. are a researcher good stuff <laughs> and I'm so glad I did because I sat down in front of my GP and I just started crying and like handed it the list <laughs> but then after that I really struggled to actually tell anyone like I actually wrote down like a letter to mm. my mum and said this is what's happened I don't know why I'm writing it in a letter. I don't know why this makes this easier, but just text me when you've read it and we can talk about it. And then I made Joe tell his mum what had happened and that I was officially diagnosed and going to medication, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But as soon as people knew, I was so open and so fine with it. But it's the initial actually telling people that I always struggled with. Yeah, I think there's that real... I don't know. I guess it's a number of different things that it can be, but it's I can't... It's sort of the introduction to potentially like a new topic, something that you're not sure about. And I think especially around mental health, like it's really difficult because of that perception that we have of what mental health is or the struggle that we might have away from whatever illness it is um, to go in and say, actually, like doing this makes me really worry about certain things that I know you might not worry about or um, like I feel really bad um, about certain things or they get me down and um, kind of saying that for the first time is so difficult whereas if you can go in and say oh actually you've heard all of that like page two page three page story that I've written you (laughs) and now we can start a conversation kind of in the middle of the conversation it's so much easier yeah I totally agree Um, like I realized I think one of the um one of my friends that I'd not spoken to for I reckon I'd not spoken to him for about a year and a half. Um not on purpose, like we were just kind of more friends of friends. Yeah. Um and he sent me like a random email at Christmas saying, Oh, I hope you're well and hope everything's okay, um, with like your partner and uh, all this other stuff and I was like I sort of thought about it for a day or two and sent it one back and was like, actually, I, you know, like I've left that job, I've got a different job and that relationship's ended and um, things aren't great and this is where I am now. Um, and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that, but like, let's go out and have food. So we went out and had a dinner and literally just because we'd had kind of that, it was more than a normal email, because we'd had kind of that long exchange, actually just going and sitting down with someone felt like so almost natural um it didn't feel like a big thing and I think if he'd have just said oh let's go and catch up and have a drink or whatever then yeah cool okay we'd have gone out and either we wouldn't have spoken about it at all or if we had like it would have been brushed over really really quickly yeah um so it is kind of getting there so I don't know like what what kind of got you to the stage where you felt comfortable kind of talking about that as well um I'm well like I said earlier I'm a total chronic overshare. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> when it when it comes to things like that I'm a bit like yeah cool whatever that's fine this is me take it or leave it. Mm. Um but the thing that made me so open especially about mental health was actually because um someone I went to school with was um she posted something on Facebook about how she'd been diagnosed with anxiety and depression and she was doing something for uh, mind charity and all this and she was always there to talk if anyone wanted it and blah, blah, blah. And this was at the point where I was kind of starting to doubt myself and think, hmm, maybe this isn't what I should be feeling. Maybe I should go see someone. Yeah. So I actually messaged her on Facebook and said, look, can I talk to you about this? And she was really helpful and said, yeah, you should probably go speak to the GP. Like, I'm not going to diagnose you because I'm not a doctor, but it might be good for you to speak to someone, even if you come out of it without a diagnosis. So because she was so open about it I got help which is I think that's always kind of solidified it in me that if I'm open about it that might help someone else yeah so because of that I am incredibly open about my mental health online like there are no airs no graces I will talk about the all of it the bad parts the good parts 
because I, I really feel like, especially someone who has a social media following, I feel like it's almost a bit of an obligation for me. So mm. that's like, yeah. <laughs> that's like so oh, it's so nice to hear like it's someone else talking up as well because i think um like it's really cool when we talk up and we talk about it but actually to hear from the other side of kind of praising someone else as well like actually it was someone else that spoke up first and from them um like you then take action based on that um, yeah absolutely which is really nice because uh, i know there's quite a few people obviously now that I interact with and um, they've got to the stage where like yourself, like they're happy to talk about it. Um, and it's kind of looking back and reflecting on like, when was the first time that you kind of felt comfortable, what happened there. And um, for a lot of people, I think it kind of gets to that. You get to breaking point, um, but actually to have inspiration from someone else that's been through it, I think really shows like you say, the importance of, even if it's even if you haven't been affected by mental health like to just be open to listening and hearing and speaking to other people can make a real difference and kind of provide them with the opportunity just to talk to you and say like actually I've just I'm kind of struggling with this I feel particularly low about whatever and it might be that there isn't uh, like a mental health illness there but it could just be that actually it's something that they feel not able to talk about um and at the end of the day, your friends, your family, or maybe acquaintances or colleagues, like, why not just, just listen to that person and hear what they've got to say? Yeah, I totally agree. And I do think it's important to talk about it for that exact reason. And as well, like you say, like, they might not necessarily have an official illness, but that doesn't mm. mean they're not going through something difficult and need to talk about it. Um, so I do make a concerted effort across especially across social media to kind mm. of every so often just check in and say this is me if you want to talk about anything please do come talk to me like email me tweet me facebook message me instagram message me whatever like so many they're, platforms they're, they're always <laughs> open whichever platform you are on yeah um and I, I've, I, in the past, I've had quite a few people come to me and say, look, this is my situation. What should I do? Mm. And it's it's nice to, to sort of give that back after I've had that experience because I've come from that side and gone, right, I know this can help people, so I'm going to try do that. Yeah. <laughs> because even if it only helps one person, you know, you, you've helped one person then. So, mm. yeah. How do you feel, like, kind of in yourself now in relation to sort of before when you were really struggling with that? Um, and you weren't too sure what was going on do you feel kind of happier with yourself at the moment it's an interesting time in my life at the moment actually um after I'd been diagnosed I was put on um sertraline I was on that for about a year um and then that was the best year like in terms of my mental health that was the best time Hmm. um and after a year I kind of thought to myself right I now feel like I can sort of take control of myself without the medication um so I almost saw that as like a stepping stone um I was never planning on being on it full time obviously if I had to be that that that's fine that's the case but um I was never planning on on it being a long-term thing I was sort of planning on it being a stepping stone um so after about a year I I went to my GP and I said look I'm actually feeling great I I feel ready to start tackling this by myself so I was weaned off it for about, I think, about three or four months or so. And then I was fully off it and I felt great. And then in hindsight, I wish I'd have stayed on it a little bit longer because I came off it just as all my deadlines were approaching. And finally, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Really not a good decision in hindsight, but I coped fine. Well, I wouldn't say fine, but I coped Um and I think that almost made the rest of everything easier because mm. that little bit was so difficult. Um, and then I was really happy in my job and then I got made redundant and I spent six months with no job. And that was a real blow. Like I spent a lot of that time extremely low. Um, and at the moment, like I, I would say I'm probably like a solid six out of ten on yeah. average. So I'm, I'm better than okay, but work stresses are always a a big problem for me and deadlines and that sort of thing. So the past few weeks to months, um, because it's been a new job and I've been getting used to everything. Mm. Um, it's been a lot of deadlines. I've, I've been struggling quite a bit, but now over the past sort of week, I'm then creeping back up again. So it's, it's just, 
I think the most important thing for me is, is knowing my triggers, knowing how to help myself and knowing when to kind of take some time out. Um, and I can sort of manage it from there. Um, I'm at the moment inquiring into, um, CBT because Mm. I've never, I've never done it and I'm really interested to see how it could help because my doctor, when I first went to the GP basically said, we'll try you on medication and that works awesome. And then later on in life, if you want to, then we can go through the therapy route because that would probably help you. Mm. So I'm now in sort of getting to the part of my life where I'm like, actually, like I am going to physio once a week from my knee. Why can't I do the same for my mental health? Yeah. So I'm at the moment sort of, you know, it's expensive. And <laughs> 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 trying to get a frigging doctor's appointment and then go through all the oh, yeah. that for an NHS one. I could do it, but I think I'd rather try it out a couple of times myself privately. And then if I need to, if I can't afford it, then go through the NHS and do it. But I'm yeah. actually quite looking forward to it, to be honest. I suppose that way then as well, you know kind of what it is and how it works for you before you commit yourself to that time game that is going to come with the NHS treatment. Yeah, absolutely. I'd definitely say the CBT stuff's really worth looking into. Like, um, I've had, uh, like the, uh, what did I start off? I had the, like the group CBT therapy first and then stuff over the phone. Um, and the group stuff, not the over the phone was okay. Um, I guess it was good, but the group stuff was so, so much more like at the time I found it really challenging like during the session um because it hits on like some of the I guess what are triggers for you and because you're trying to for me it was more the face that you're confronting this thing that you're struggling with and trying to um I don't like the word improve but you're trying to change or um like balance yourself Mm. um and for me like the at the time like really struggling with depression and low mood like to have that thought process of actually do you know what there's other people in here that are at completely different stages in their lives like um there were people that were probably on the edge of being teenagers with people that were um close to being pensioners and actually hearing a little bit about their stories and um some of the challenges that they had and the lives that they led and it really opened it up to actually we can all say it affects everybody and we can all say we know that but to actually hear see meet those people really made it feel like actually yeah this does affect everyone and we are all affected in our own way with the same thing and the more we talk about it um the more you can kind of accept whatever it is that's affecting you as well Um, yeah i i get that actually i I, i've got that a lot from from blogging and and mm. that about about mental health and talking to people online about it and i'd be really interested to see what it'd be like in person yeah. i got a lot that a lot from the uh, mental health meet that we met at actually yes. it was really interesting it's just yeah it's just talking through sometimes and it's not um i feel like i got a lot more from it afterwards like yeah. i say like during the sessions i found it quite difficult at times um but afterwards like when you look back at it you're like actually yeah like there was a lot to take from that and um we got given like these work packs that you could look through and god if i i think i've actually that's a lie there's probably one sheet that i've looked at a couple of times (laughs) um but it was really interesting because we were given um like homework to go away and do and actually once you got over the the uh, language of it being called homework like the idea of going away and having something to kind of try out and see if that technique works for you come back like a week later and talk to other people that are affected by different um, illnesses and say oh like something really worked for me but it didn't work for them and then it's interesting to talk about it and you don't have to go through that whole like what is mental illness like what is depression what is anxiety like we yeah. can just start talking about this particular type of um like support therapy or um tool that we're using whereas if you just go and talk to a friend about that there's so much kind of background to that conversation that needs to happen before you get there um in reality i think a lot of the time that's not happening so i think that was one of the best things i got from it just talking to other people that were affected by mental health yeah no i absolutely get that 
I'd, I'd be really interested to do that. I always forget the group therapy is a thing. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I just kind of forget that, that that's an option and that'd be really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. Like I've spoken to some people about it and they hated it. Mm. Um, and they were like, no, we just like, we're all affected in different ways by stuff. I think I've got a friend that um, he has a type of anxiety and um, he was like, he hated it. And he said it was absolutely rubbish and it didn't work. And it kind of put me off it a little bit. And I was like, no, because... I feel like they offered like three different types and one of them was online and I was like, well, basically through blogging and Twitter, I kind of get like the online stuff from that. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't want that. I want like the over the phone or the group stuff and the group stuff worked for me and like I would always say positive stuff about it, but it's very much finding out what works for you. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. It's it's really interesting as well how different people are. Mm. Um, that's what I'm interested in almost finding out about myself yeah because the idea of doing it over the phone just doesn't appeal to me at all I think because I'm such a I don't know the word but I, I thrive off human company yeah. yeah so talking to someone in person I feel like I'd get a lot more from that mm. than talking over the phone um but you know you, you can't tell can you until you've until you've tried it <laughs> no it's yeah it, it is definitely worth trying um and even the over the phone stuff, it's how it works for you. Like, um, I had some of my sessions, um, like in my lunch break at work. So I'd go and sit in the car in the car park and do it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not the ideal time to do it, but it's the only time that I could fill it in. So yeah, if you got to do it, you got to do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's not quite the same as like going along in the evening and sitting yeah. down with people. So it's finding out what works for you. Absolutely. Um, so we've kind of heard a little bit about how you've got to where you are now like what's kind of going on with you in the next sort of few weeks or months have you got certain stuff planned well (laughs) um at the moment um not that much got quite a few life bits we're gonna gonna go on holiday and that sort of thing and we're um i've been saving like a mad woman for the past four months and i've got out of my overdraft so now we can actually save to move out so because we currently live with um, Joe's parents, which okay. is fine, but yep. it also totally sucks. <laughs> it's good for so, saving money. <laughs> yeah, so we're uh, hopefully just after Christmas going to be moving out, which I can imagine will be very stressful, but yeah. worth it. Yep. Um, in terms of the blog and that, it's just me plodding along and trying desperately to actually balance my time successfully. So my problem is I want to do far too many things that I can actually fit into a day. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're coming up with the ideas. That's good. It's constant flow. It is constant. There are so many things I want to do and I just don't have time. But hopefully um, my laptop's actually completely screwed. So I'm buying a new one next month. Um, So hopefully that means that there will be a cheeky return to youtube soon as well yeah. which is exciting because <laughs> i do miss it but i just honestly i open final cut pro on my laptop and it just kind of dies <laughs> it just does not let me use it so. i've really got to the stage where as much as i do like the almost one click to upload as a few other clicks um I, I I kind of really like doing the odd video and that's it. I I trialed like the weekly vlogs and I was like, actually, do you know what? Like it takes so much time and I don't enjoy it anywhere near as much as like doing the podcast and talking to people or writing when I need or when I want to. So um, like people that do all three or combinations of two, like okay. it's so much time and you don't realise... I don't know how they do it. Like, yeah, I've seen somewhere that like, um, especially at certain times where they do um, the, is it at Christmas where there's like the everyday posts? And I'm like, yeah. no, no, blog, no, no. Vlogmas and vlogmas. Yeah. I think, I did, 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 you, I did was, you do it and stop or did you do all of it? I can't yeah, remember. No, I didn't do it. <laughs> no, but I was like, yes, this is why I don't want to do it because look, she stopped enjoying it. <laughs> Honestly. It's, you've got to really bloody love it oh my god and basically what happened was because i was made redundant in october october last year um i started i was i was doing weekly vlogs at the time hmm. and the day i was made redundant was a friday so on the monday i kind of said you know what this weekly vlog i'm on a trial as seven daily vlogs instead yep and I really liked it. It was really fun to sort of mix it up and try something a bit different and mm. the challenge of sort of uploading every day, even 
whilst I technically had nothing to do, was quite difficult, but I enjoyed it. So then Can I thought, you know what? Can we just stop and say, you had nothing else to do, and it was still a challenge. <laughs> yeah, well, no, exactly, this is my point. Why did I then think, oh, I'm going to do Vlogmas, that'll go well. I tried to do it. I think I got to day 19, so I did get quite far. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God, it just it absolutely destroyed me. I was miserable. I was yeah. absolutely miserable. I felt like my life was really boring, and I didn't have enough to vlog. And I was constantly trying to get myself out of the house just so I had content, which was just draining me. And I just literally actually wrote a post about it, I think. But it just, oh, God, I hated it. And because of that, I haven't touched YouTube in six months. I mean, it's not completely because of that, because like I said before, my laptop will not let me open editing software, which makes it very difficult. But... The, the biggest reason that I haven't done YouTube in such a while is because I just burnt myself out so much by doing Vlogmas. I, mm. Honestly, you, you couldn't pay me to do daily vlogs. You could not pay me to do it. It's so stressful. <laughs> Weekly vlogs are hard enough. Like, why did yeah. I do <laughs> And there's a... Oh, yeah. The weekly ones can be interesting. Like, I've kind of got to the stage now where if a video is longer than, like... Mm, I guess 10 minutes I'm like do I really want to watch this my attention span I've noticed for videos has dropped drastically now yeah I'm the same because um, I used to think oh awesome like it's a 25 minute video like are you going to get so much of an insight I'm like the thing is is a lot of it's kind of repetitive and I've noticed a lot now is um, it's kind of like there's nothing really going on you are literally just seeing that person chat and like that's cool but I'm watching YouTube, like it's not a podcast. I can't do other stuff while I listen to this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like ten minutes, like three to four minutes is ideal. Like I can mm-hmm. keep, <laughs> I can keep on that. But yeah, they're all longer, and I get like it works for them. But uh, yeah, I just can't get on board with that. I think that's what that's why I like the podcast. I can stick that on. I can get crack it like I can pretend that I do something in the garden I don't um (laughs) (laughs) I can basically sit down on the sofa and pretend to go to sleep that's quite nice (laughs) close my eyes yeah I do like washing up and I don't know it's yeah all that stuff that you're meant to do um but yeah I think that's why I kind of like podcasts because you can get on and in theory do other stuff or like I'll listen to them um if I'm commuting somewhere or a lot of the time just like when I'm laying down and I'm getting ready for bed, I can listen to sort of half hour, 45 minutes then. Um, yeah, I I, yeah, the concentration is not there for YouTube for me. I honestly, to say this time last year, I was doing weekly vlogs every single week that were sort of 20, 30 minutes long. Mm. I can't imagine anything worse now. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't sit and watch a 30 minute video. I can't do yeah. it. I just, I don't want to do it. Um, so now if I see a video on YouTube, unless it's under 10 minutes, I don't tend to watch it unless it's something I'm very, very interested in. Yeah. I don't tend to watch it. So when I do make this long awaited <laughs> I'll definitely be changing things up because good Lord, like, yeah. well, when I look back on my views, no one was frigging watching them past like 15 minutes anyway. So I don't know why I carried on doing oh, them that long. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Get all the good stuff personal. in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, like, dear. anything that I've got to mention, like, just cram it in the first five minutes. And if people want to keep watching, they can. But no, I think, I think I'll think i do more, like, I might do a weekly vlog if I have an interesting week. Mm. Or a weekend vlog if I have a good weekend planned. Otherwise, I think I'm going to stick it down to shorter, more sort of planned scripted not, not scripted as such but like main channel Planned videos out. yeah um, i'm looking forward to it i'm just looking forward to having the laptop that works <laughs> so if people want to come and find you on youtube or anywhere else where and how can they find you I've, good lord have you got a year <laughs> <laughs> i am everywhere <laughs> so the main ones are obviously my blog twitter and youtube uh, not youtube sorry instagram um so my blog is riannaolivia.com um on twitter and instagram i am at riannaolivia.b um and youtube is i think it's still robocop blog because you can't change the urls on youtube oh can you not i think i'm still robocop blog but if you go on my blog there is a link. So, you know, you Yay. can find it that way. That'll be a lot easier. Oh, how have we got this far through? And I forgot to ask, like, where the original blog name came from. Oh, my God. Did you not know the story? Okay. I, I don't so, think I do. 
Okay, so I was originally Robocop, and that is, yes, that is how it was pronounced. No one could ever pronounce it, nor spell it. Basically, um, in second year, I was living with one of my best friends at uni, um, mm. who's still one of my best friends, and I got a really old, well, it wasn't really, but I got an old PlayStation 3 off of my boyfriend. He bought a new one, so he gave me his old one so I could sort of waste some time gaming whilst I was at uni. Um, not that I'd ever touch the thing because I had so many deadlines. But obviously you had to create a PlayStation Network account and you had to have a name. And it was really serious because once you've created it, you cannot change You're it. stuck, yeah. I was like, this has got to be good. So I was sat with my friend and we were like going, right, we could be this, we could be this. I was like, I don't want to just be my name. That's really boring. Um, so... Years later. (laughs) 84 years. My my friend was like, well, my my first name's Rihanna and my middle name's Olivia, hence the new blog name, Mm. um, which is R-O. And my surname is actually Bo. It's spelled B-O-W-E. It's pronounced Bo, not Bowie, not Bow. (laughs) It's pronounced Bo. Um, And she went, oh, that's really funny, like Robo. It's like Robocop. So from that, I created a PlayStation Network name that was Robocop, but the bow was my surname, B-O-W-E, rather than just B-O. Okay, yeah. And then after that, I then started Twitter and, and Instagram, and I just sort of went, oh, cool, I'll just do them. And then came the blog. So I kind of figured, well, I'll name my blog what my social media handles already are, because that makes sense. And that's how that happened. That does um, actually make sense. <laughs> Honestly, but the reason why I changed was because I had to tell everyone that story every single day. <laughs> <laughs> it got very tedious. And I was like, how do you spell that? I was like, oh, God, you know what? I need a rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still horrifically, like, hard to spell and long-winded, but at least it's my name. So it's yeah. like, you know. And, wow, that's not really hard to spell. That's, it's, you, it's the correct spelling. <laughs> be surprised by <laughs> about every spelling under the goddamn sun that pronunciation and I, I do love oh, singer no it's not like the singer I, I love um, this is like the longest roundup ever I love um, when someone emails you and especially for you like like me you've got your name in your like website and I assume in your email address as well um, yeah. and they'll email you and they'll spell your name wrong yeah. And I think, but you've typed my name into the address bar. How have you now spelt it wrong in the text? Story of my life. <laughs> I always say to my mum, I'm like, mum, I love my name, but why did you make it such a hard to spell name? Like, why? Oh. No one can ever get it right. I've had every spelling under the your, sun. But your, uh, maybe it's my dyslexia, because to me, your name is spelt the way it's meant to be spelt. Name is spelled the traditional Welsh way. Oh, okay. So it's actually a Welsh name. I think it was some fairy tale character or something in my old timey tales. I don't know. Okay. But that so fits. It, that fits because my like my my spelling is so like how I say it. Yeah. Um, which sometimes is why I'm wrong because I don't say things properly. I guess. But yeah. that is how I would spell it. So. That's um, good. <laughs> I don't know if that says a lot for like the Welsh language or for. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, their official spelling is the same way as a dyslexic person would spell it. Yes. Oh, dearie me. Um, well, it's been lovely talking to you. And you um, thank you very much for your time and coming on and chatting about all the stuff that's going on. Oh, I've had a great time. You're just fun to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, I'm going to have to sit down and recover from all the laughing now. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you just, once you get me going, I won't shut up, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Amazing. Cool, well, it was really nice to talk to you and... You too. Have a lovely evening. What's left of it? Yeah, I'm going to get Chinese, can't wait. Oh yeah, I managed to have a quick dinner earlier, I'm going to have um, strawberries and ice cream now. Oh, nice. Yeah, you enjoy your Chinese. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I've loved talking to you, Mike. That was really fun. It's been I can't really wait nice. to Cool. Okay, see you later. Have a good evening. Bye. You too. Bye. That always catches me out. I'm never sure because it, it doesn't do the ting on the drums. I guess that's not the drums, it's probably the tambourine. Anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening into my discussion, my chat with Rihanna. 
Uh, as always, if you want to find out a little bit more about me or some of the other podcasts, you can go over to mikesapenjournal.com. Uh, and if you want to find out a bit more about Rihanna, uh, she is at riannaolivia.com. Uh, we're both pretty active on social media, especially Twitter, so you can find us over there. Um, I'm at Mike underscore Douglas underscore, and Rihanna is at Rihanna Olivia B, and I think she is Rihanna Olivia B on a lot of the social networks. So if you want to go and check her out on Facebook or on Instagram, uh, you can go and do that. Thank you guys very much for listening in. As always, if you're interested in coming on to the podcast in the future, please do get in contact. I'm always interested in talking to new people and finding out about those stories, journeys, and adventures that are going on out there. At the moment, there's loads of information and discussion about the diversity in kind of blogging uh, and the social media world. So if you've got a story or you feel a little bit underrepresented, this is a great opportunity for us to kind of just have a chat and find out what's going on with you. Uh, Thank you very much for listening in. I do have a couple more discussions with coming up um, as we try to stretch out the summer. Uh, I know the weather's not going great, but we're getting there. So uh, there's a couple more of those coming up. But I think the next episode that will be coming out is going to be a Megacast episode with Matt and Wes over in America, where we talk a little bit about diversity and what's going on at the moment. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please do remember to subscribe so you get all of the latest episodes. And maybe if you feel like it, you could also leave a review on iTunes or always get in contact with feedback as well. Thank you guys very much for listening and please remember you're not alone out there.